Beep. Boop. Boopity boop boop. E blot is a patchy blotch for E blotch. So happy. <laughs> let's let's lie down a bait. <laughs> let's drop a track. Hi, and welcome to this week's Refresh podcast. My name is Chris Payne. I'm filling in for Lee Campbell this week. I'm Hello. joined by Juliet Steen and Emily Blatchford. Hello. Hey, welcome, guys. How's it CP. going? Good. Thank you very much. It feels weird to be Refreshing. filling in for Lee. Fits She's, in. I'm not sure she'd be happy about the situation. <laughs> I'm sure she'll be fine. She'll find out when she listens. Yeah. <laughs> she'll hate listen. <laughs> <laughs> I, certainly, I certainly hope not. So... Um, as you guys know, I've been sitting in the news chair this week and it's been crazy yeah. busy with news, mm-hmm. but there's also been some awesome non-news stories mm-hmm. that we've done this week. And the first one on the list catches my eye yes. because I recently trained for a long run. And, and then, did you do any yoga, uh, not, Well, not only did I not do any yoga, <laughs> but I didn't do any of the long run. <laughs> what? So I didn't do the long run. I trained you for the trained City for Morning Herald Half Marathon. Oh, what yeah. happened to you? And I didn't do it. Aww. So maybe this story, training for a long run, you should really be doing yoga would help. Me. Yes. Yes, it should. That will make you run next time. So how does this work? All right. So Lee did this one and it was really interesting because I think when you think of running or marathon, you I just think to, of... Well, when you want to. I think like stair drills. Yeah. I oh, think just, like yeah. puffing and puffing. Exactly. Like, yeah, I think pain. Yes. Lots yeah. of pain. But yeah. you don't really think about yoga. It seems like it's the, you know, counterintuitive kind of kind yeah. of activity. It doesn't seem like a normal fit. Because no. one's, you know, high intensity yeah, totally. cardiovascular and the other's about flexibility. But I guess they work together. Exactly. They do, Yeah. So, so um, interviewed, was it, is it Ben Lucas? Yeah, Ben Lucas is a former NRL player mm-hmm. and he's like an ultra endur- endurance runner. And um, they spoke about how, yeah, yoga kind of ties in and how it can help with um, muscle soreness and joint pain. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, he swears by it. He practices twice a week. That's incredible. Yeah. Because it's not something that I think, I think a lot of men shy away from it, but this kind of is a nice reminder to invite men to do it along with maybe their girlfriends. Yeah, well, I think, you know, you're seeing more and more athletes uh, using yoga to mm. help them recover, especially in uh, football. Yeah, true. You see a lot of, you know, goalkeepers keeping limber That's well true. into their 40s even, but they're using yoga as the, the secret. Yeah. One of my best friends is a trainer and she is also a yoga teacher mm. and she's really big on the idea of linking yoga to it's strength and running. Okay. Yeah. So and she's really behind well. the idea. True. That's true with breath. Like, you know, pay, like not that I'm an endurance runner. but I Tell me imagine. about breathing. <laughs> but I would imagine you would breather. have to breathe while running. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be advised. I would think. Maybe that's where I went wrong. Maybe yeah. I just didn't do any breathing. You didn't breathe and I collapsed. <laughs> but no, like, I, you know, reading this story, one of the things that, I, that stood out to me was mm. don't neglect strength training. Yeah, true. I think I just forgot. I think I perennially skipped leg day. Yeah. So. <laughs> and core. Oh, what is that? Core. Core. No. core. Anyway, so core yeah, beat it. Lucas did say to practice strength training as well to keep your posture. If you're focusing on your core, that means your posture is going to be great and that helps a lot with running as well. Um, so, yeah, good tip. 
Now, for this next story, five ways busy couples keep the spark alive. Mm. Uh, I've been single for two and a half years, so I'm just going <laughs> to shut up and take notes. <laughs> Blutch, I think you're qualified to, to um, talk about this one. You've got a, a yeah, young yeah. baby, must be busy. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I think even people, I mean, people with kids, but people working full time, sometimes I think it's really easy to fall into a routine of where you're both ships in the night mm-hmm. and um, it's hard to you know, after the honeymoon period's worn out, I guess, mm-hmm. worn off. And um, so I spoke to Matt Garrett from Relationships Australia about ways in which you can keep the spark alive. And I'm not I'm not talking about, like, you know, winky, winky. Winky, sexy. winky. Yeah. What are you talk- trying to say, Blatch? <laughs> I'm not talking about... It's an adult podcast. <laughs> um, sexy times. I'm- <laughs> oh, God. I'm talking about, like, the everyday things you can do um, just to, I guess, keep... Um, you know, connecting and keep mm-hmm. talking. And so he came up with five things. And first is organize a date night. And he's like, look, I know it sounds cringy. Yeah, like right. no one wants to be like, oh, what are you doing? Let's and it's like two Tuesdays from now, yeah. you know. But he says it really, it pays off. Okay. And it's one of those things I think that you think is cringy, but when you're actually out yes. and you're like having dinner or whatever, you're like, hey, I'm really glad that we decided yes. to do this. And I'm, I'm glad that we got the babysitter and, you know. It doesn't have to be in the day, uh, in the night as well. It could be like a day trip. To That's the, his other thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. And he was like, it doesn't have to be like romantic dinner with candles or okay. whatever. He's like, you can get the mum to watch your kids for a couple of hours on a Saturday morning and just go for a, a walk or have a coffee or just, because, you know, when you've got kids, you don't sit, it's really hard to have a meal. <laughs> and I think just even just sitting yeah, down. Eating is stressful. <laughs> Sitting down and just having an uninterrupted meal together, whether it's breakfast or brunch mm-hmm. or whatever, can be really great. And then he was his next point was then saying, take the pressure off. So if you do have a date or whatever, don't be like, everything has to be perfect. This has to be amazing. We have to look into the eyes like for the entire time. Sometimes you're going to be tired. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's going to be average and that's okay. And don't, you know, don't just force accept it. it. Yeah. yeah. One of the key things you always hear is communication. That sounds like such a nebulous concept, but one of the points here is literally say hello and goodbye. Mm, do we yeah. really need to be That's, reminded to I know. communicate so basically? Do we not do that? Well, look, he's the expert and he says yes. He says that it's really off, like just to say, bye, honey, have a great day and a bit of a smooch when, you come, when they leave yeah. in the morning is something really little that can really put some, like a spring mm. in someone's step rather than being like, don't forget to get the milk. Like, and then yeah, they're gone right. or whatever, or when they come home, if you come home, it's like, what's for dinner? Like, it's like, hey, CP, how was your day? How are you? You know, even that simplest communication yeah. can make a big difference. And the last one, of course, is touch. And that is just, you know, holding hands, a yeah. quick smooch, you know, anything like that. Yeah. So I thought those were some CP. <laughs> your face is so I, blank. I, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to relate here. I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe you can print this story out and keep it in a drawer for one day when you can take those points on for yourself. Blutch, how dare you? <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, six easy ways uh, to eat healthier without even trying hard. This is the ultimate dream, isn't it? Juliet, I really want to ask you about this mm-hmm. because I'm kind of doing well at this at the moment. Yes. But my biggest pitfall, and I know this is a cliche, mm. is sweets after dinner. Okay. I keep buying blocks of chocolate. <sighs> You gotta not buy it. That's the one thing. Yeah, if you don't uh, don't have it in the house. You know what's a good tip is to write a shopping list, a healthy shopping list, and you're not allowed to buy anything outside of that list. That's 
what I try and do. But then I'd probably buy everything on the list and congratulate myself with a block of chocolate. <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. But um, uh, it was quite interesting. Um, it was six. It was six tips to um, you know eat healthier without trying that hard, which is I, I think what everyone wants. Um, and the good thing was that you can start right now, so it's not something that you have to plan for or go shopping and buy all these fancy ingredients for. So the first, um, the first tip was. Um, ditch the juice cleansers, the detoxes, and the fat diets. So I think a lot of people are tempted by this. You know, it's a quick fix. Want to lose weight people really still fast? Do that. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I know okay. so many people. And Instagram doesn't help. You know, with those fancy cold pressed juices. Right. Mm. People going on juice cleansers. I mean, some groups on Facebook where people are like, "I'm really hungry and I've got a headache and I've been on a juice cleanser six days. What can I do? Like, yeah, eat. Not eat. be on the juice yeah, cleanser. Maybe, maybe eat. Yeah. So it's not healthy and it's not sustainable in the long term. So just save your money and just eat proper food. Um, another tip was to just be mindful of food you keep at home. So CP, I think this one might be relevant. So when you're going, sh- when you're going shopping, <laughs> like I'm really you're just on getting owned in this podcast. I, I feel like I'm really on the spot. I'm never you, coming back to the Refresh podcast. You brought it ever. up like two minutes ago. <laughs> so I mean. Um, one of the things was if you have chocolate at home, it's a lot harder to say no to that chocolate a hundred times than it is to say no to it once at mm-hmm. the supermarket. So that's just something to keep in mind. So, yeah, so you're sitting on the couch going like, donate it, donate it, donate it, donate it. Where if it's not at home, then you have to go out of your way to walk down to the shops and get it, which is, I think, a pretty helpful strategy. Yeah. I've actually yeah. found that tip beneficial um, with regards to one of the other tips here, yep. which is cutting back on the booze. Yeah. I've actually found just don't keep beer in the house. Just don't buy beer and chuck a six-pack in yeah, the fridge. Right. Just so that when you you know have those times where you come home from work, you might be tempted to have a couple of coldies. Mm-hmm. I'm less tempted when it's not there. That's true. You have and to really make a And that's actually helped me with that point. You? Okay, good. Yeah. So they're all kind of, I think, yeah, they're all pretty easy to integrate. Um, another one was think about what you're eating before you start, which sounds a bit um, a bit vague, but if you're kind of sitting down and you tune into your hunger signals and you look at your food, I think you're probably more likely to appreciate it, maybe not eat as much and kind of um, realize when you're full and if you're actually hungry, if it's thirst or if you're bored or stress or anything like that. So All of the above probably yeah, yeah. at certain times. Yeah. But that was a big thing as well that you mentioned about not eating food in front of the TV. Yeah, exactly. Because you're not paying attention like you're distracted yeah. and you're just sort of like munching exactly away which i know that i do i do like it all oh, the time dinner's gone yeah yeah i want something more yeah exactly now we talked about booze just before the next story i wanted to touch on is what your moderate drinking habit is doing to your health this was scary this was, yeah this yeah. was sad and scary um but what's the deal the deal is not good cp um basically there's been a, you know, everyone's heard that um, a couple of, you know, a glass of red ni- red wine a night or whatever has um, all the antioxidants, and kind of stuff, which can <laughs> yeah, help with yeah, it's like part of the Mediterranean health. diet, and yeah. people say it's good for mm-hmm. you. Anyway, for real? I spoke to Professor Tanya Chikritz from the National Drug Research Institute, and she said that the jury is really still out, out about that, and even if you did get some benefits from it, the fact that the alcohol is a carcinogen would completely outweigh those little mm, bit of right. antioxidants that you'd get from the wine or whatever. And she's saying, mm, she said that it's a message we've been sold over and over again and in her opinion, it wasn't really standing up. And I okay. said, Tanya, no, don't tell don't, me that. Don't do this to me. <laughs> Tanya, I, I have to end this phone call immediately. <laughs> yeah. The story's over. Yeah. 
And then I also spoke to Wayne Hall, um, who's a professor at um, the University of Queensland, and he sort of ran through with some other more, I guess, everyday effects. Um, so disturbed sleep. So if you're waking up at 2 a.m., yeah. that could be because you've had a couple of drinks, mm-hmm. um, weight gain and anxiety and depression. And one thing that was really important he also mentioned was that Australians often underestimate how much a standard drink in is. Right. So if you go, I had one glass of wine, if you actually measured it out, it'd probably be closer like, to two. Really? Yeah, so that's double the calories, yeah. double the everything, you know. So um, it was just... Look, it was a tough story to write, mm. but I bet I should communicate it did to the wider like, public. Did you feel like a drink afterwards? I certainly did. <laughs> so, so what's the takeaway then? Are we going to turn into teetotalers or is the message moderation? Mm. And if so, how much? Yeah, I guess, look, Tanya, she, she said... Just tell me like, how to live my life. Like. <laughs> she was like, look, I'm an occasional drinker, but I think she was advising against getting into any sort of um, routine with drinking and to, just to be aware of the that it's you can't sort of excuse away being like, oh, but it's, you know, good for the antioxidants. Yeah. Like, mm. like no we one... do with chocolate, you know. Yeah. Chocolate's yeah. really good for you. There are, and plus there's a lot of other ways to get antioxidants. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think she was saying, you know, just drink smart, um, be aware. Mm-hmm. And also I, she really wanted to flag the cancer card because she said a lot of people obviously associate alcohol with the liver problems mm-hmm. later on, but not many yes. people know about the direct link in between alcohol and cancer, mm-hmm. which God. was frightening. Yeah, that is frightening. I don't want to hear that. No. But it is important to um So just be mindful, know. I think, is that I certainly don't have plans to cut wine out of my life anytime soon. Well but. that's good to know. Speaking of frightening, <laughs> the next story involves salad. <gasps> Um, but Juliet, I'm assured that you can convince me that you can win friends with okay. salad. I think you can win friends with four key ingredients. Okay. <laughs> How's that? Uh, okay. That sounds like, uh, that, uh, that almost sounded like a headline. Oh, well, maybe I should change it. <laughs> okay. So this story came about from personal experience out with friends ordering a salad at a cafe and 10 minutes later being hungry. A, you've paid for something, and B, you've gone out of your way to choose something healthy and you feel hungry. It's just not fun. You didn't get the payoff. And I didn't get the payoff. Yeah. So I spoke to um, Chloe McLeod, who's a dietitian, about things that we can add to salad to make them more satisfying and feeling, and also delicious, which is very helpful when it comes to salad because we do have an image of it being very bland and boring. So first thing is legumes. Not a really sexy kind of ingredient, but things like chickpeas, um, cannelloni beans, kidney beans, things like that. Love a chickpea. Love a chickpea. I'm glad so you good. actually went through them because I remember are. we had a conversation what a few legumes. months ago <laughs> and I asked you, what the fuck is a legume? Yeah. And I feel like that's a pretty common. So things like chickpeas, cannelloni yeah, beans. Exactly. Those, those tin beans? ones. Yeah, kidney beans, navy beans, baked beans, anything like that. Mm. Um, so <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to do with your next salad. <laughs> So they can Beans be from a with t- some lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. Um, so the great thing about beans is that they are high in um, protein but also low GI carbs, which they're kind of the two things that help us feel full. Um, so you could add them in the form of tinned or you can roast them or even like hummus. You could just dollop like hummus on top of the salad or like put it in the dressing would be really, be really delicious. Um, the second thing, uh, to add is protein. So I think we often forget about that as well. So things like chicken, eggs, tuna, 
Um, for veggies, you could do tofu. Again, the legumes come into that as well because they are high in protein. Um, the third thing was healthy fats. So that could be in the dressing, which would be olive oil um, or avocado, avocado on top. Yeah, yeah. avocado, avocado. Yeah. <laughs> avocado just comes avocado. up pretty much in every story. It's that great we're though, about, right? But, oh, it's like for avocado best. lovers, yeah. not fair. Avocado haters. Um, Bad and for the housing market, but you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> don't even get us started. What about nuts? Yeah, nuts. I love nuts and, and seeds. salads. The best. That's another great thing. And the fourth thing is low GI carbs. So if you don't like those legumes or you haven't got them in the salad, then maybe go for something like sweet potato or brown rice or quinoa, um, all those things. The key is that you want the salad to be macronutrient balanced. So you've got the protein, the carbs and the fat, not just like kale leaves or baby spinach because that's just not going to cut it. Mm. Do you reckon part of the thing about not feeling full maybe straight away Mm. when you're out at dinner and getting a salad is just that you're actually eating stuff that's slow burn? And yeah, when possibly. we're out at dinner, we want that immediate, like, oh, yep. I'm stuffed. That was delicious. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's we just need to be true. more patient. Yeah, maybe. And that's where maybe the mindful eating can come and just slow down. And because it does take your, your brain 20 minutes to realize that you're full. So whatever, mm. you know, if you're eating your meal in 15 minutes or five minutes, you've got the other 15 minutes to, to wait. keep stuffing your face. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Perfect. Salad. Now. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> salad. Read about it. Salad.com. Now, the last story I wanted to talk about, which I look, I've I, I nothing when it comes to this story. Having one of these house plants in your room can help you sleep better. This blew my mind. I love actually. this. Um, I, 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 we have a plant in here, it's which there. makes me feel better it's immediately, but not I'm not sure real. why. I'm sure you're going to tell me why. <laughs> it's not real. Yeah, but still, it okay. looks like a plant. Listen, right. that's an improvement. The, the closest thing I have to a plant in my apartment <laughs> is a couple of empty pizza boxes. Okay, so <laughs> so tell us how a real plant is going to uh, make you sleep better. Okay, so this was this was Lee's masterpiece, and I love this one. But um, I recently got some cats, so I've had to move all my house plants outside because most of them are toxic to plants. So this no, was. To cats. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. plants are toxic to plants, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, to cats. Um, but the great thing about plants is not only do they make your house look really pretty, but they clear the air, which kind of, I guess, helps us sleep a little bit better. And there are some key plants that also aid sleep, which was amazing. Okay. Yeah, and like cool ones as well, like, yeah. like jasmine and... Peace lily, yeah. like all really every day. They're not like really weirdly exotic or, you, you know, you can find them yeah, at Bunnings. Not some like weird weed, like stuff that you'd yeah. actually want to have in your house. Exactly. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the cat toxicity thing because yeah. I bought some lilies for oh, my, no. my girlfriend at the time. Oh. <laughs> you killed, did you kill a cat? No. Uh, the cat was fine. The cat's still kicking. Oh, um, good. But there was a situation. It's, and yeah. it just turned from being like, hey, I'm doing this nice thing to... You're hey, killing my cat. <laughs> hey, your cat's in cat hospital or whatever you what call did it. actually go to the vet? Yeah. Oh, no. But she uh, she made a full recovery. But it's good to know that certain things, while they are great for us, Yeah, could you be do have to, to be mindful. Pets. And so to kids really as well. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Peasley was a great one. Um, golden pothos, pothos. I don't know the pronunciation, but... Um, English ivy. English ivy. Valerian, which is... Um, has been Game of for Thronish, doesn't it? Valerian. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Um, but that that plant is like actually a herb, and it comes in the form of tea. <laughs> in tea, um, or in supplements, and it kind of helps. It's supposed to help with anxiety and aid sleep. So having the plant there, 
might um might yeah. have the same benefits. And gardenia and yeah. lavender, like oh, really pretty, pretty. and smelling nice. Mm. Like lavender is such a nice scent to fall asleep to. Mm. Yeah, um, and and plants are just calming, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll give that a go. I clearly have a lot to learn considering I thought the plant next to you was real. Um, well, that's all we have time for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's Refresh podcast. Please tune in next week when Lee Campbell will be back in the chair. In the meantime, please check out our other podcasts on the HuffPost Australia network. We have The Re-Up, a weekly news wrap, HuffPost Humans, Breaking the Ice, which is our series Getting to Know the Scientists Involved in Climate Science. And please check us out on iTunes, Stitcher. We're now on Spotify for certain uh, podcasts. Leave us a review. Please give us a cheeky five-star rating. That'd mm-hmm. be good. Don't you think, guys? Great. Yes, definitely. Um, and have a great week. We'll see you next time. English um, Ivy. English Ivy Valerian, which is um, has Game of Thrones, doesn't it? Valerian. <laughs> it does. <laughs>